Hey everyone, and welcome to Gen Zero, Pokemon movie podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. And we are back with an actual movie this week. What uh, what movie did we see this week, Doug? Tonight's movie is the one that originally accompanied last week's quote-unquote movie. Yeah. Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea. That's right. And this one, as the title would suggest, follows the Pokemon Ranger games in that it uses the same capture system that the the games use but they only really use it what three times maybe four times in the movie yeah yeah not too much i'd say it's more so just a gimmick to try to get people to buy the games oh and don't do that because the games are terrible or at least the first one is so this one starts out with a another a new intro with i think a new narrator too I don't really know the voices that well. You seem to be able yeah. to pick up on that far better than me. But I did. I do like the fact that not every single intro is the same. Because that would get really boring and really old. It could have been done so easily that they did that, but they didn't. To be fair, this one also had to introduce some new concepts, like the Pokemon Rangers. Right, yeah. It does introduce that in the intro. It does show a scene of Ray- Rayquaza being held captive that never gets mentioned in the movie, which I found weird. They show a lot of things that look like they came from movies or yeah. from different things that I would have watched. Like, Yeah. Hopefully it's foreshadowing to another movie. And there's also some references for Team Magma and Aqua in there. They were showing lava at different points and yeah. some, a lot of water. They also show a large scale shot of the Earth or of the planet. And it's very obvious that none of the continents match up with our Earth. We all know that the Pokemon maps and that are supposed to be based off of areas of Japan and such, generally. And then later games are based off other regions of our world. But yeah, their globe definitely looks nothing like our Earth. Right. And then we get to see the star of the show, sort of. Uh, We get an underwater shot of an egg floating by. Floating with a whole bunch of different sea creatures. Well, sea Pokemon, I should say. And uh, to describe the egg, it's mostly translucent with like a red nucleus in the middle. It reminds me of a frog egg. Big, squishy, gooey bit, and then you yeah. get a tiny little nuclei. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is a pretty long scene of this. I mean, it's a it's a showcase since I guess they don't have a short. They want to show off all the underwater Pokemon they can draw. And we get whale lords and Manaphy, or Mantike, sorry. And Mantines. Crabbies, Clam Pearls, and Love Discs. Gorbis. Yeah, just a just, a just think shit of a water Pokemon based in the ocean, and you pretty much see it here. Yeah. And after that, we we get to see a, a, like a trio of helicopters circling the ocean where the Manaphy egg is. And they radio to their captain that they found it. So we get to see the... We get to see a big-ass sub show up. The thing is, it's also crawling across the bottom of the, f- right. the ocean. So it's a little too good at being a sub. <laughs> it seems to be propelled by giant drills. Yeah, those drills on the front are really weird. Cause... He's got drills on the front, drills like on the bottom of it. and Yeah, you can't really tell how it's actually moving along. And we get an interior shot of the sub and we get to meet our main antagonist for this movie who is floating in a giant chair and it's very obvious from the first scene this guy's a pirate 
there's no mistake in this guy. He's got the freaking Captain's Crunch hat and everything. <laughs> this, and he even he does the R's and the ahoys and all of that. Well, at least he doesn't pirate. have like a peg leg or a hook or eye patch. I was expecting that. He does have a parrot. No, well, he has a chat tot. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't have a parrot in the Pokemon universe because people would freak out. They'd be like, what kind of Pokemon is that? Is it a chat tot? No, it's a regular ass parrot. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, they want this egg for whatever reason. They don't really explain just yet. And they use a specific egg capture appendage that comes out of the front of the sub that's designed specifically to pick up this egg. Like, it's egg-shaped, it opens up, goes around the egg, and then pulls it back in. Just a little grabby claw. Like yeah. One of those toys. Well, I guess you don't want to, like, squish it. So yeah. So you want to, like, encompass it. Oh, it's like it. a cupped version of yeah. it. Yeah. Then the uh, subsurfaces, and we get an interior shot of, I guess, an examination room for the egg. It's kind of a, a cylinder, a glass cylinder, where the egg comes in with the water. With the water. The water drains out, and the egg's sitting on, like, a pedestal now. But that doesn't last very long, because as soon as the egg is exposed, one of the pirate lackeys steals it who is obviously not working for the pirate commander, whose name we don't get until much later. But this guy's name we do get very early, because he calls himself Jack Walker, which, if that sounds like an American name to you, it's because it is. This guy is 100% born and bred in America. He is very American, or, what, Unovan. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume that if we watch the Japanese version, this guy would be speaking English. That's how American <laughs> he is. Uh, he calls his headquarters and lets them know that he has the egg. And then he starts getting chased. The Pirate King has a pincer and a parasect that he releases at this point when they chase him uh, above deck onto the top of the ship. But he reveals the fact that he's a Pokemon Ranger by using his Ranger Styler to capture a Mantine. You know how I feel about dumb Pokemon tech, and yeah. you've played the game, so explain to people who may not know okay. exactly what the Styler is. Okay, the the Pokemon Styler, or the Ranger Styler, whatever it's called, is a Beyblade that is used to catch Pokemon. Basically, it's a two-part system, one that has the a spinning top, and the other part that controls it. And the way you capture Pokemon with this is that you encircle them with the top. And that catches them. That uh, makes them obey you for a short period of time. And you can use them on your team. So why not just catch regular Pokemon like normal way then? I would assume that this is a more humane way to do it. Because it only captures them for a short period of time. Doesn't shove them into little ball uncomfortable balls. And uh, I, I guess it doesn't hurt them as much. It still... Oh, it's stupid. It's, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely Featuring stupid. Featuring there are people, there are trainers in the Pokemon world that don't even use Pokeballs anyway. Right. Yeah. It seems dumb. I, yeah. I kind of like the idea of commandeering random Pokemon that you need. Right. But not being able to have your own partner seems yeah. dumb. Actually, in the games you do. You do oh. have a permanent oh, okay. partner. You just also swap out with other ones. So. Okay, that, that's not nearly as bad. And I'm assuming he maybe at, back at his headquarters he actually has a permanent partner. And they act, they're actually called partners. Oh. They're not called, like, your Pokemon, your, your partner. 
there's not much else to say about that except that yeah, it's it's stupid Pokemon tech through and through. Uh, but after he captures this Mantine, he uses it to sail off into the blue. Uh, and then we get the title scene. Uh, this is where the the lava and the ocean you were talking about comes into play, and uh, lots of molecules, like lots of atoms and stuff. And the thing is, they only mention like anything closer relating to this like once, and that's when they mention DNA. Brock mentions DNA at one point. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. That's how small a part. Yeah. Took. Yeah, I have no idea why they went with the whole like atomic it, yeah, thing. It, it would have been better just going with like either ancient civilization or water-based. Yeah, opening. I mean, there's a lot of water in this opening, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But then we get the the title, um, Pokemon Ranger in the Sea Temple, which is pretty. Or no, it's the Temple of the Sea. Temple of the Sea. Yeah. Yeah, Temple of the Sea. And they keep calling it the Sea Temple in the yeah in the actual thing. But but let's get this straight. Also, the the Temple of the Sea, the Sea Temple. Actually has a real name too that they eventually reveal. Yeah, we'll get into that. Which they use all of like three times. Yeah, it's pretty bad. We then get a we get a shot of Ash and May, Max and Brock, and they're on the surface of the sun apparently, because the entire scene besides them is completely white and they're all hot. Apparently, they are on a path to nowhere that they got lost on, as always. And it's completely dreadfully hot out like it actually is right now. Once the scene starts to clear a bit and you see past the heat of the yeah. situation, they're actually traveling through like a grassy wilderness yeah. that's just barren of trees and such. Yeah. Why didn't they take their coats and that off? They're still all wearing their hoodies and jackets. and Because they're drawn that way. <laughs> they can't get it off. It's, yeah. it's drawn on me. Yeah, exactly. They also find out that they are completely out of water. They have no water left. And you mentioned that they should just freaking use their Pokemon if they want. I mean, I mean, you don't, don't mind drinking out of a Squirtle's mouth. <laughs> oh, God, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, May has a Squirtle, Ash has a Corefish, and I think uh, Brock has the Corsola, right? Uh, no, Misty had the Corsola, I remember. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. Uh, I'm not sure Brock still has Lombre. He doesn't use any Pokemon in this movie. He does have... He probably has his Mudkip at least still, or if it hasn't evolved into a Swampert by now. That's true. But I don't, I don't remember him using any Pokemon at all. Me either. But after they find out that they're out of water, they see giant bubbles on the horizon, which I would have just taken to be a mirage at this point. But they don't think it is, so they, they go... That's because they're done with mirages. Uh, see, I was using a mirage in the right freaking context. <laughs> Ugh, fuck that movie. So they go running towards these bubbles, and they find a bunch of Pokemon swimming in them. They're just giant water bubbles. They're not, like, soap bubbles like I thought they were. But apparently, there is a trainer there who is rehearsing with them or something. And she also has a pair of psychic Pokemon, a Metatite and a Metacham, who are using psychic to make these bubbles float. So it's not stupid Pokemon tech. Or stupid Pokemon magic. I honestly expected stupid Pokemon tech when I saw Me these too. floating bubbles. Yeah, I'm glad they at least used. This is a Pokemon's move. You doing this? Yeah, exactly. To explain it. And Brock knows who this trainer is. Apparently, it's Elizabeth. No, not Elizabeth. Just Elizabeth. To be fair, she is a pretty girl, so of course you would know. Yeah, exactly. He's also in his trusty blue book. Yes, 
Which you may remember from a few movies back Lucario. from Kit. Yeah, Kid had those. Or Kid was in one of those. Yes, Kid, not Kit. And, of course, she's a pretty girl, so Brock has to hit on her. And he gets Brock blocked again by Matt. I, I've said my piece on that, so <laughs> I'm not even going to get further into it. But then we meet the rest of Elizabeth's family, who is Shen, Kyle, and Meredith. We don't actually get the relationship status between Shen and Kyle, like who they are in relation to Elizabeth. I'm assuming uncle and grandfather because... Uh, it was it was mother, father, and grandfather. Was it mother, father? Okay. I, I didn't know Kyle was her dad. I didn't know which of the two were... Which <laughs> of the male names was the grandfather and which of the male names was the father. I could only assume that Shen was the grandfather because he looked the oldest. You're just saying that because Shen sounds like an old man's name. It does. Well, he also looked like an old man. But, he wasn't. Uh, he's a grandfather. I mean, of course he's an old man. Yeah. Yeah, then after everyone's introduced... Max asks if they can have some water, so they, they go inside the trailer, because they have this big traveling... Because they're part of a traveling show. That's how they were in Brock's book. Yeah, exactly. It was notable people, essentially. Yeah. And they go into the trailer that's attached to this big, like, circus trailer, basically. And they get some water, and they have a buoy zap... Uh, weasel. Weasel. That's... Weasel. I can never remember how... To, like, when it's written down, it confuses me. It's, it is an odd name, even for a Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, it's like a weasel, but buoyant, maybe? It's a maybe. I always think whales above. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't help it, but... But there's a weasel in there who, like, fascinated by this small canister, small glass canister, with a little button on the bottom. And when he presses the button, you can see inside of it. It becomes translucent, and then you can see the Manaphy egg in there. And what was it? Was it Kyle that walks by, sees that the egg's exposed, and, like, pulls the curtain so you can't see it anymore and yeah, just they, walks off? The family does a pretty terrible job at hiding this thing. Yes. As the weasel is constantly just getting into it and playing with it. Yeah. Then we get to see the actual water show. They they make it to a town, and I guess they make their living by doing this traveling show. They're, they're performers. Yeah. They must make a good amount of money featuring what things grandfather has bought. Yeah. I mean, that, that they're traveling like show van or whatever it is is freaking enormous so but in the town they're they're being trailed by team rocket we don't get an exact reason why team rocket wants to follow them yet but it's just ash so yeah they're just following ash in the group and ash and them have to be with most people right and they're watching the water show too and basically what the show is is those giant bubbles filled with water like we said before uh, with, like, Pokemon swimming in it, and then uh, Elizabeth and her family jump inside, too, wearing, like, special gear. It's so real Sea World. Yeah, exactly. It's essentially what Misty and her sisters did at the po- their Pokemon gym. Right. But better, because it's in the air. It would be a really great way to play Blitzball. Like, <laughs> if, if you wanted to play Blitzball from Final Fantasy X, get yourself a Metatite and a Metacham and some water, and you can do it. Uh, and this is where we get our opening credits and the opening theme song, which is, well, it's A, A better than the Mirage Masters theme. It's not saying much. No. But yeah, it's very, it, there's no words to it, no. first of all. And it's it's really unobtrusive. There's no real Pokemon battling here. It's just showing them doing their aquatic stunts and all that stuff. Really forgettable. But during that, Politoed in its little water bubble, 
comes down and snags Pikachu and pulls it in, trying to drown it. And then the rest of them get caught up in bubbles themselves, and they start floating around. And that is the opening credits. Uh, after that, we get to see the weasel carrying the egg around again, because it's obsessed with this thing. And that just to bring it outside of their little trailer. Right, and drops it. And luckily, May was around and catches it. After she catches it, she kind of explains, because one of the clowns from the traveling show shows up and kind of looks at her over suspiciously, and she's like, uh, well, <clears throat> here, you take it. And he takes it off and kind of puts it back in the, the trailer. At this point, Team Rocket introduces the main antagonist, because they see right. the strange kid. Specifically, they see inside of it when the weasel is playing with the button. Right, yeah, they see the egg. And... They go through, what was it called? James goes through a little magazine, the, the Team, Team Rocket Gazette or something? Yep, the Team Rocket Gazette. And apparently there's an, a reward for information leading to the capture. Uh, recapture of this egg right? from uh, someone named the Phantom, who is our pirate captain. Yeah, we get a, a picture of the Phantom here. He pulls off the pirate gimmick really well. He does. It's not too overbearing. So Team Rocket decide they need, you know... They need to either get this or get the information out so they can get a reward. Right. Because they're poor and, you know, it's Team Rocket. Yeah. I think they also decide to call him and team up with him so that they can steal it for themselves afterwards. So they do that. They call 1-800-PHANTOM and they they don't really get to talk to him too much because they're already... Elizabeth and her family are already on their way to the next town at this point with Ash in tow because Shen offers them a ride. So they kind of run off after them to try to get the egg for themselves. And Weasel's still looking at that egg. He's still obsessed with it. And this this is at night, I should say. They're, everyone's asleep, and Weasel's obsessed with the egg, so it's still looking at it. And he presses the button, and the, like the moonlight shines through the egg, and the whole room gl- glows red from the, from the egg. Uh, Meg gets hit with this red light and it affects her dreams she dreams like she's swimming in the ocean with a bunch of uh, water pokemon she sees a huge temple which spoiler alert is the sea temple and she also sees kyogre and manaphy so in the morning they all wake up and have pizza for breakfast pizza and and spaghetti and and garlic bread it's a full spread for breakfast ash and max are getting water after everyone vacates the the trailer to to have breakfast, dinner, Brenner, whatever you want to call it, Team Rocket sneak in looking for the egg. While everyone's eating, May mentions that she had that dream about swimming, and apparently this is a dream that only the people of the water have, which is a group of people who lived in the water, uh, I guess. I really don't get too much history about them all we know is that all of elizabeth's family are descended from them yeah they and they, they've all had the same dream that may's had right and apparently these people uh built the sea temple but meanwhile team rocket are in the trailer they find the egg and all three of them touch it and it glows red again and they all get body swapped meowth is in james's body James is in Jesse's body, and Jesse is in Meowth's body. But it doesn't matter. They, they kind of get over that kind of quickly, in a way. And they actually make it off with the egg. But not before doing their a revised version of their motto, because they're all confused as yeah, to who should do what. They try to do their motto, but it, it kind of fails spectacularly, yeah. because they have no idea what they're doing now. So they run off with the egg, 
and they're pursued by the clown and Ash, mostly. And the clown reveals himself to be Jack Walker. Of course. He captures a Fero using his... Styler. Yeah, his his Ranger Styler. And because... Oh, I should mention that Team Rocket take off in their pedal-powered blimp. It's not the Meowth balloon. Right. And uh, Pikachu's going to attack it, but Jack tells them no because they might destroy the egg. So that's why he captures a Fero. And Pikachu gets it on gets on the Fero's back, flies up to Team Rocket. Pikachu hops off, grabs the egg, hops back onto the Fero. And then the Fero pokes a hole in their balloon for good measure to fuck with them. And they go flying off. off. Yep. yep. Jack then explains that it's a Manaphy egg and that he's waiting for it to hatch to send it to Samari. Samaya. Samaya? It's something like that. I have it written down somewhere. I think it's Samaya. That sounds about right. I know I had some A's in there. Yeah. And after he's done explaining, a bunch of helicopters show up. Obviously, it's the Phantom. He's finally made it to where they are. They send out a pair of Beedrill to take him down. This is where we get to hear Phantom's catchphrase, or whatever you want to call it, his, his little cliche, where he explains that there are two types of people... And it changes what the two types are every time he revises his phrase. This one is, there are two types of people. People who get chased and people who are the chasers. And he is the chaser. Um, That's probably the last time I'll mention it because I've forgotten every other time he's said it. Uh, After an encounter with Jack and Ash, Jack covers the the container that holds the egg in a cloth. Like a, a napkin or whatever. And Ash and... Jack run behind a rock. Jack runs one way, Ash runs the other. And obviously they had swapped behind the rock. Which you would think the Phantom would have kind of guessed at, but... Oh yeah. Then uh, while the Phantom's chasing Jack, we get to see the incredible strength of this dude. As he freaking... Jack jumps onto a boulder and the Phantom just picks it up and hucks it. And this is... We're saying like a six foot by six foot boulder. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Just rips it right out of the ground. Yeah, it's huge. And he just tosses it. The egg in its container goes flying again, uh, but this time May catches it and it starts glowing. And the phantom corners them, so they try to get away from him. The egg gets out of its container and May catches it with her bare hands. And Manaphy hatches and instantly starts crying. Like a newborn that makes, baby. That makes me want to like this Pokemon. Yes, that's the first thing you want to see is a Pokemon freaking being as annoying as it can be. After it hatches, it, it gives the Phantom a pause because he really wanted it to hatch for him. So he kind of gets taken aback for a second and that gives everyone a chance to get on their trailer and get away. And when they're on the trailer, it's still crying. Maeve's trying to comfort it. And eventually it does settle down and like falls back asleep. And it has these, like, two flipper arms, and it kind of reminds me of Jirachi's, like, swaddle, in a way. Yeah, because it kind of does that. It kind of wraps itself up right. with its arms. But they're not quite as big as Jirachi's little... Like, scarf flat. wings things, yeah. And it's kind of like if you have an extra long uh, sweatshirt or something. Yeah. Or then flap over your hands. But yeah, after it falls asleep, Meredith, Elizabeth's mom, wants to hold it. So May passes it off, but it starts crying again. Giving everyone the impression that it has imprinted onto May and now thinks that May is its mom. This is the Jirachi movie, but for May. Exactly, yeah. It's very much that Jirachi slash Celebi slash 
now Manaphy movie where it's a small ass Pokemon and Ash doesn't get it. But the Phantom is still following them and shoots grappling hook harpoons into their trailer. From his helicopters. Yes, you? right, from his helicopter. And everyone leaves the trailer to get into their like big ass van thing. I, I don't even know how to describe yeah, yeah. Their, their convoy is strange. It's yeah. two vehicles. Their front vehicle, which is shi- that's the one that's shaped like a giant boat, isn't it? Yeah. And then their trailer, which is behind it. But they're attached to each other, very similar to, like, railroad cars. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, everyone gets out of the trailer into the, like, the boat car. And they let go of the trailer, and everyone gets away. The next scene is Team Rocket again. They're in a... Like, in a weird ruins. And luckily enough for them, Ash and everyone, that's exactly where they're driving to. Um, driving to. Of course. Why not? Uh, they're still being followed, but they're, they've gotten away pretty far at this point. They all pull up to the ruins and go inside, where they hit a dead end. But Kyle has a magical bracelet that allows them to open up a secret passage. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. It's not nearly as bad as anything else. It, it, I could, mean, it could have been worse. You know what? For the Pokemon world, that's fine. I mean... I think the worst part about their... What, what is it? Oceanic... Uh, no. People of the Water what, Emblem is what they call it or something like that. Oh. Their, their magical bracelets? Yeah. They actually, they actually use a name for them. Yeah. I forget exactly what it but was called. The worst thing about them, at least for things like the Secret Passage... Isn't the fact that it just activates it? It opens up a little, like, combination magical safe magic circle on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to play with the little circle to, to put the right code in. Yeah, especially the, the final one. It looks like uh, Pipe Dreams, that old MS-DOS yeah. game. But they all get inside, and the, the door closes behind them. And that should be it for Phantom, except for the fact that he has one, too. Of course, why not? And this is kind of creepy, in a way, because the... He has one, but it's not in pristine condition. It's all cracked and beaten up and faded. So it kind of makes you think that he killed a person of the water to acquire that thing. So it's kind of creepy. After the Phantom gets in, they find out that the the doorways leads to a series of stairs, which then leads to a very narrow canal that goes on for miles and apparently spreads out like veins i mean it's a good place to hide i mean you're never gonna yeah. be able to find where they went exactly problem is they all lead generally to the same place like they all lead along that coastline yeah. so you just have to patrol up and down that coast to find out where they but they don't head immediately for the exit to the coastline right they actually right. head to a small little i guess like a kind of like a shrine yeah in the center of this area exactly which has giant Stained glass painting, stained glass windows, or paintings, yeah, or something. Mural, mural. They light up. They light up. They, uh, yeah. They pull a switch on one of the lamps, and everything lights up. Yeah. And this is kind of a explanation of what is in the Sea Temple. It's called the Sea Crown. And apparently, the Sea Temple was built to house the Sea Crown and to protect it because the the Sea Temple can't be seen by mortals except during the lunar eclipse and it is floating somewhere in the ocean see long ago it had sunk right 
and based on the nature of the sea temple, it kind of got stuck in the currents. Yeah. And kind of just floated away. Yeah, exactly. And because they couldn't see where it was, they were kind of like, fuck it. Yeah, it's gone. We lost an entire city. Right. And the explanation for it, the fact that it can't be seen by mortals, is the fact that it blends into the ocean. And that was it. That was the whole... No questions. Nope. No questions about it. It's just like asking Slow King. It's like asking the Slow King, you can talk? Yes. End of conversation. And the reason they need Manaphy is because Manaphy were bred in the Sea Temple, Samaya. And now all Manaphy can hone in on the temple. And that's why they need the Manaphy to follow it to the Sea Temple. After that bit of exposition, the next scene is Team Rocket meeting up with the Phantom. They see the Phantom come in and they decide to team up with him. By, and they show their proficiency at cleaning by scrubbing down his helicopter while he's inside the ruins. To be fair, that's what he hires them for. Yeah, to clean. Although yeah. he does tell his men, men to give them their reward for their information they yeah. gave. Yeah, so, so he was going to, you know, pirates got a code, so he's a man of his word. The next scene is Ash and Company in a pair of boats. Don't know how they got those boats. I guess mm-hmm. they were just in that temple thing that they were in. And they're on their way out. They're finally making it out to open sea. And I thought it was so nice of Ash and Brock, who were sitting in the boat with Shen, the old grandfather, to let him paddle the entire time and not even try. Uh, fair, they don't ha- have you know experience really yeah, doing that kind of thing. Probably actually stronger than them. And he knows where they're going. Yeah. Better than they do. I mean, he's but. been around boats and water all his his whole life. They've kind of just occasionally. Yeah. And to prove the fact that he's been around water his whole life, after they get out to open sea, Shen's fucking ocean liner shows up. This thing is like, it's pretty much a, a freight ship. Like, it's that big. And it docks, I guess. They pull up to the the dock first, get off, and then the ship docks. And his crew of three men... Old, old men yeah, get off. They're his old, old buddies that they used to go off on adventures. Yeah, and they really want to go. And so does Ash and Company, but nobody's going. Just the people of the ocean and Jack Walker, because it's a Pokemon Ranger's yeah. job. Jack won't let them go. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the end of the movie. Thanks. Later. No. Ash, is, Ash has to stay behind. Um, and obviously everyone is upset that they can't go. Ash May, especially May, because and she's bonded guys. with the... Yeah, well, yeah, I should say especially the old guys, because they're the ones openly weeping about it. But, uh, yeah, the ex-crew are talking to Ash and everyone, and they're like, well, if you guys want to go, just go. Which is really good advice that they should have taken, too. Like, I don't understand why they... Because they're old men. They can't run after a boat. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And, yeah, that's exactly what Ash and May and yeah, Ash and, Bang, and yeah, Max, everyone does. And Pikachu, which is just turning into a trope, like running after a, sh- uh, a vehicle as it's taking off. Almost late, we got that from like every single movie so yeah, far. Ash does that a lot, but they don't make it, which is a, a new part of that trope. They get to the end of the pier and the ship's already departed. But man, if he solves that problem by causing. Jack and Ash to swap body bodies. Do you want to explain how? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm we, trying we, to think. We eventually get to be told that this is Manaphy's special ability, Heart Swap. Right. Which, th- 
that's fine. Like, Pokemon have weird abilities. But the problem I have with that is right after Ash and Jack swap and they realize what's happened, we cut, it cuts right to everyone being on the ship. Like, we don't, like, Jack doesn't say go back or Ash doesn't say go back or anything like that. It's just, that happens, they're on the ship, and Jack explains heart swap. Well, they do explain that they, they're not sure what would happen if the two people that were swapped get too far apart. Right, that's true. That's all they would need is to get further out the ocean and suddenly, you know, Ash is permanently trapped in Jack's body or something. Yeah. And this is also where we find out that Manaphy is also called the Prince of the Sea. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. Also during the, uh, the crown, the sea crown. Oh, the fuck, I'm going to say the word sea so many times during this podcast. During the explanation of the sea crown, we find out that whoever wears, quote unquote, the sea crown is the king of the sea. Which makes sense. It's a crown. That's kind of what crowns are for. Then we get a, a little cute little scene between Manaphy and May where she teaches Manaphy how to say the word happy. Jack is saying that uh, it's time to release Manaphy. Let it swim on its own so they can follow it to the the sea temple. Release it. And by release it, just put it next to us in the water and we'll follow it for <laughs> yeah, exactly. several days. Quote unquote. And after they let it go and start following it, uh, Shen shows off the observation bubble he has in his ship which is at the front at, in the bottom so you can see the ocean floor or you can see the ocean during this scene Manaphy pulls an ash slams headfirst into the the observation bubble because it doesn't realize what glass is starts crying it's but, like three days old man yeah that's true and we get what is quickly becoming a new Pokemon right. trope the traveling montage it's been the last several movie, actual movies that yes. just, it's okay, we find legendary Pokemon, we we encounter antagonist, we have to go to a certain place. Alright, let's spend, next, spend the next few days traveling. Yep. And then climax of movie. Exactly. This one is about three or four days because they have to wait for the lunar eclipse. The first day, they see a school of Waylord and Whalmer. They stop by a coral reef to take a swim. And the first day we get Jack's backstory and why he's a Pokemon Ranger. Apparently there was a really bad blizzard where he was trapped in a cave, much like Ash was in that one episode. I was going to say, pretty much the exact same backstory as Ash's one adventure. Yeah, actually I think that specific episode is what made like the Pokemon team res rescue team or whatever. Oh, At least really? that always whenever I see like the rescue team that made you think of that? Yeah, that's the episode that I'm reminded of. But yeah, he gets trapped in but instead of having a Charmander to heat him up, a bunch of Swablu and Altaria and Furret show up. A bunch of what was it? Wandering Forest, Forest Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. All show up. They really like the Swablu and the Altaria. They're in, like, every other movie now. They're dragon birds. Yes, and they're fluffy. They're probably easy to draw, just a bunch of, like, cloud bumps. But, yeah, that's the whole... They snuggle up to him, they keep him warm for the night, and, and he wakes up and decides, I'm going to become a Pokemon Ranger. Yes, I like Pokemons. They're they cool. warm and cuddly. Yeah. Later on that day, uh, Ash, May, Pikachu, Manaphy, and Buizel all take a swim near the coral reef. And I wanted to mention that the way Ash is holding onto a buizel and the way its tail works with swimming, it reminds me of one of those little personal aqua scooters that you hold onto and it has that little propeller that, that, in the that back. That may have been purposeful. Yeah. Uh, the next day, uh, we see Manaphy 
chilling with some Lapras. A whole school of, I don't know, what you would call a group of Lapras. A gaggle. Uh, herd, maybe? Maybe. A horde. <laughs> I guess all uh, <laughs> all horde. groups of Pokemon are just hordes. Uh, oh, you know what? I saw Weasel's signature move is Aqua Jet. Okay. Yeah, that's what they're called. Aqua Jet. There we go. Brock's doing what he usually does during this time. He's cooking with Elizabeth. Of course. Making food. And Jack is talking to Ash. And he asks Ash to uh, separate May and Manaphy. Because if they get too attached, Manaphy won't want to perform his princely duties, I guess. They won't want to be left behind. Yeah. The whole, all that. It's actually kind of a dark thing, this entire scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really creepy because it's like in the bowels of the ship. It's just them two and May's watching through a crack in the door. It's really creepy looking. But I don't really get why Manaphy has to stay behind afterwards to like watch over the the sea temple. I, I guess safe, to be a protector. To hopefully another Manaphy or Ditto or something will show up so there could be more Manaphys in the future. Well, Fionis. Whatever. Dumb but, breeding legendaries. Yeah. But May, like I said, overhears this and she says, Okay, I'll I'll separate myself from Manaphy if it's for the greater good, even though I don't want to. And she kind of like, runs away, and Manaphy's all confused about it. She goes and hides. We get to see the fact that the big-ass sub that is helmed by Phantom is still following them. So they must have went up and down the coast or tracked uh, what's-his-name-Shem's ship, because that probably wasn't too hard to do. I want to bring up some. Hmm. Right after May, you know, says that she'll separate for Manaphy so, you know, they don't get too attached. Right. She goes off, she cries, whatever, and that. But she also goes about teaching him how to say I love you then. Uh, like around the same time. I believe it happened actually like just right before that scene. Like it's uh, teaching him how to say I love you. Yeah. And then there's a scene, okay, we gotta separate him now. Like, so it's kind of like, it has a bigger impact. That night, we get uh, treated to Manaphy singing. Sitting on this little outcropping in the water. Singing all of the water Pokemon of the sea are kind of enraptured by this. May is in the observation bubble watching all the Pokemon and so is Elizabeth and this is where Elizabeth gives May her bracelet which is the, the magic bracelet of the people of the water. Uh, the next day Ash and company make it to an island and Kyle informs us that the lunar eclipse is that night so they need to boogie. Ash tries to get Manaphy to eat but when Manaphy shows up, it's looking for May. So Ash tries to distract it by loosing all of his Pokemon. That seems to be Ash's you know, main goal is to find an excuse to let all of his Pokemon out at once. Exactly. He really likes hucking all of his Pokeballs into the air. Yeah, and this works. It distracts Manaphy. Like it's playing with the Dawn fan, which apparently, I guess, evolved from Fanfy from the last movie. And it's playing with the Corfish. Corfish, that's what it's called. And all of them. And May's still watching over really sad. And she's about to put on her bandana. And it, it goes flying. Like, it, it gets picked up by the wind and it gets lost in the ocean. Manaphy sees it, so she, obviously he would go after it. It gets caught instantly on a Sharpedo's fin. It goes deeper into the ocean. And then it gets caught on a set of Remoraid. The big brown one with no, a white uh, face. It's not Remoraid. Remoraid are little froggy looking dudes. It's based, off the, it's based off the coelacanth. Oh, whatever. Coelacanth? Oh, okay, camp. yeah, I think it's so. A, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a fossil Pokemon, but right. it's, a, it's, a living fo it's the living fossil Pokemon. Right. 
uh, and then it gets caught on a cloister's horn. Then we get a scene back at the sub. After a while, uh, everyone's looking for Manaphy and they can't find it. So Shen says, okay, well here, take my sub, which apparently he has. So Elizabeth, May, Ash, Max, and Brock, uh, they all go into the sub looking for Manaphy. This is when uh, Phantom uh, sees them do this, so he says, well, I'll go, I'll use my smaller sub from my big sub. He figures since they're leaving in a sub that, you know, the, the temple must be close. Yeah. Also, May at this point is becoming very... Depressed? Depressed, yeah. Because she's blaming herself, she thinks that Manaphy ran away because she was ignoring it. Manaphy eventually does find the bandana after a little bit of back and forth searching. And the sub, uh, everyone finds Manaphy, but like as soon as they do, they get caught in the riptide and start getting dragged down to the ocean floor. And Manaphy leads them out of it. Like he shows them the way to go to get into smoother waters. The Phantom is still following them at this point, and Manaphy leads them to the Sea Temple. Like I'm not sure if it was coincidentally or not, but it. Right afterwards, the lunar eclipse happens and the Sea Temple shows up. And the Sea Temple is visually similar, but the exact opposite of the stupid airship. Like, it's it's kind of symmetrical, like horizontally symmetrical. It is, but it's also based off a giant spiral, like the center piece right. of it. Like it's, it reminds me of a final area of any JRPG. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's... Especially the stupid pathway designs. Yeah. It's two spires, one going down, one going up. And it's very obvious, like, the bottom one is designed to remain underwater, and the top one was supposed to be uh, over the surface, but since it's underwater, they're both they're both underwater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the stupid airship only... Not stupid. First off, it doesn't require a million tiny propellers to Right. Work. And, I mean, the, the ocean's pretty big, so it could fit. And it could float though it is feasibly. Kind of, though it is kind of dumb that it's stuck on, like, different currents. and Yeah, well, you can only go so far in the Pokemon universe without running into something stupid. But you know what? I honestly like this thing. It's kind of Yeah, nice. yeah, it's cool. I, 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 have, I take no quarrels with it so far. And there is also a giant bubble surrounding this thing which is what it uses to blend in with the ocean so that mortal eyes cannot see it um, this bubble has a second effect where it allows people to breathe inside of the bubble also blocks all radar yes unless you switch to super cool better holographic radar because eventually it yeah as soon as everyone in the sub enters the bubble the exterior they go off the radar of Shen's ship until they switch to detecting the temple radar and then they can see it perfectly fine. But yeah, it, like like we said, the air is breathable down there. So they exit the sub and they get to a waterfall, like blocking the path. And Manaphy starts singing and the temple reacts to this by parting the water, a series of waterfalls, allowing the path to go through. Also, I found it creepy because the temple hummed back at it. Yeah, it was a really weird, like... Manaphy sang and then the temple sang. Maybe it was the sea crown resonating with the sound. I'll accept that. That's, yeah. not, that's, that's a neat concept. The phantom also uh, makes it into the sea temple and 
so do Team Rocket, apparently. They're in a, like, a secondary pod. It's not an escape pod because it's not attached to the... Inside. Inside of the submarine. It's it, just... It, yeah, it's strange. It's kind of like an escape pod, but... I, I don't can know, only, it doesn't even float. Yeah, I can only assume that it would be, like, an, like a storage container. It's got a tiny window in it, though. But you can see what's inside the container. I don't know. It's not like in the center thing of face. I I have no idea, man. But Team Rocket was in it nonetheless, and they dislodge it from the boat. And get out, yeah. Jack, on the other hand, uses his Ranger Styler to catch a Mantike and rides that through the Sea Temple. After the waterfalls part and the, the Ash and Company go further up the path, they make it to a Diaz with a weird inscription in people of the sea talk or language. And apparently no one can read it except for the phantom who shows up and offers to read it and does so. And it's basically saying whoever opens the next door is worthy of seeing the crown of the sea and whoever wears it is the king of the sea. And he uses his broken ass magical bracelet to open... Well, to activate the lock, which then he opens, and it opens the door to the sea crown. Mind you, this secret passage has, like, 40 doors that open after he activates that yeah, Dios. like a freaking sci-fi. Shutters? Yeah, starship, like, pod bay doors. Yeah, every direction is... Yeah, exactly. That was my sound of shutters opening close. Yeah. The Phantom then runs through all these doors after they open... And uh, makes it to the sea crown. Now, the sea crown, when you think crown, you expect, you know... Something you can wear? Hat. This thing is kind of like a pedestal, like a giant like altar, multi-tiered kind of thing. And it's got maybe three foot long, giant crystals jammed everywhere in it. Right, yeah. All symmetrical, but... Yeah, it's like three or four rings of just crystals. And this is the sea crown. Yes. Uh, man, if he... But it's also surrounded by a column of water. Oh, yes, yeah, that's right. It's going up, which Manaphy then swims in. The Phantom wants this crown really bad, so he pulls out one of the crystals. And this causes the temple to start sinking. And water starts pouring in everywhere. Elizabeth realizes that the temple's sinking, and it's like, we need to go. We're going to drown if we stay here. So everyone starts leaving. The phantom stays behind and starts collecting his crystals, uh, not even realizing that the water level's rising. Uh, Jack finally makes it in. Uh, and when he does, the phantom's still collecting these crystals in like a little bag that he has. Uh, but Jack starts trolling him by grabbing the crystals out of his bag and putting them back. Which, you think... Well, I guess if he wants them all, he has to pull them back out again. I was going to say, you just leave with the ones you have, but I guess he's greedy. Uh, also, like how none of the other, and like Ash and Brock, none of them, none of them did anything yeah, for, against yeah. Phantom. It's like, all right, right. I'm here, I'm going to do this. Yeah, he, And they're just like, okay, whatever, later. He mentions when he shows up that if even if all of you were to attack me at once, you still wouldn't win. But he demonstrates that power not at all. Like... He doesn't show off the ability to beat them. Featuring way back in during when he was attacking them for the A, they, they were doing a pretty good job against him despite his super strength. Right, exactly. During the spat between Jack and the Phantom, 
they both fall in the water. Uh, I should mention that there's one crystal left that the phantom's still holding onto, but when they both fall in the water, he drops it. Um, Ash and company are still about to leave, but uh, Manaphy takes off after, I guess, the crystal. Uh, May and Ash follow, uh, but Elizabeth, Brock, and Max are like, okay, we're going to go see ya. Good luck with that. They make it back to the Sea Crown Chamber, and Manaphy is obviously trying to put some of the crystals back. So Ash and May help him there. And this is where they realize that they only need one more, and they can't find it. Team Rocket then try to steal the Phantom sub, but the, the Phantom shows up and kind of gets them out of there. They were actually really close to stealing it, and I would have <laughs> loved them. They actually, they almost had to latch down. What they had to do was pull away. One of them's close to latch, the other one starts driving away, yeah. and it would have been fine. But uh, with the water level rising as it is, they all ac- accidentally get knocked out of the sub, which gives it perfect opportunity for Jack walker to be a dick and steal the sub the phantom is still attached to, to the back of the sub at this point and apparently on the back is a like a little mini aqua jet thing it's like a i thought a, it was neat it was like a torpedo i was gonna say it's like an aquatic motorcycle like, like that's the way it looks and handles in a way yeah it's literally shaped like a tiny torpedo and yeah he, and he rides it like a bike pikachu eventually finds the crystal uh, as they're running around looking for it, it's like stuck in the fountain because it gets swept away in, in one of the canals. But the water level is basically getting pro- prohibitively high at this point. So Ash sticks May, Pikachu, and Manaphy in the capsule that Team Rocket were using to stow away. What's the point of putting Manaphy in there? I don't know. It can swim, right? It can breathe water. It can swim. It should have just had Manaphy go put the crystal back. It wanted to in the first place. Yeah, that's a huge plot hole. I just realized. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ash eventually takes that crystal and goes for the crown. He drops the crystal and it gets stuck. And he passes out due to air loss. But Manaphy uses its weird psychic powers. He doesn't body swap anyone. But he sends the like the thoughts of May and Pikachu into Ash's brain. There were a lot of people praying at this point in the movie. Yeah, like overtly, like hands clasped praying. It's kind of weird. But yeah, this psychic message gives Ash renewed vigor to grab the crystal, pull it out, and fix the crown. This is where the temple loses a lot of points with me. (laughs) After the suit crown is put back, the bottom of the temple grows a bunch of glowing light tentacles which for the most part here don't really do anything like one comes out of the like the top of the temple and like touches the capsule that Manaphy's in but other than that they're really ineffectual yet but we also see all of the sea water pokemon like like migrating to this temple now including Kyogre Kyogre actually shows up. That's awesome. We finally get a real Kyogre. I was pissed when we saw Groudon and Rayquaza. And it's good to see Kyogre actually get his own movie. We well, get a movie we he's in. We haven't seen Groudon quite yet. Well, we haven't seen a real Groudon. So, except we haven't seen Entei. Yeah, exactly. We've seen two fake Enteis. Yeah, we've seen a fake Entei and a double fake Entei. <laughs> um, it's so stupid. Yeah, that movie was bad. The temple then surfaces. It actually makes it all the way out of the water, the top half. 
is back where it's supposed to be, basically. Uh, and much like the Celebi movie, where we think we're about to wrap up, and then some asshole has to show up and steal the Pokemon, the Phantom shows up and grabs Manaphy and starts to motor away on that water torpedo thing. <laughs> then we get the uh... stupidest Pokemon magic of the movie. We couldn't go a movie without one. Uh, those light tentacles show up again. Well, one of them shows up. And Ash is inside it. and Not on it. Inside in it. it, yes. He, he, he is inside the tentacle, and you can see him. It looks like he has a Dragon Ball Z aura. It really does. Well, he, he can use aura. We've already established oh, that in previous God. movies. Yeah. And everyone sees this, including Elizabeth's family. And I think Shen or Kyle mentioned, like, oh, this means Ash is king of the sea. Uh, so add that to his list of freaking titles. MacGuffin. Yeah. But Ash manages to grab Manaphy after a, a small chase scene. But the Phantom makes it back to his big-ass sub, and he's still coming after him. This is where we get our stupid Pokemon tech of the movie. It's like they combine all this stupid stuff. Yeah. Into one large condensed stupid thing. Yeah. Apparently the like the drill bits on the front are able to grind together to create some kind of supersonic sound that drives the water type Pokemon crazy. Uh, they all get disoriented and start like crashing into each other and stuff like that. But this problem is solved quite quickly when Manaphy starts singing. And I assume that it just sings at a frequency that blocks out the sound of the supersonic vibrations. I don't try to understand Pokemon yeah. tech. Yeah, it's... Their giant sub is essentially just a giant dog whistle for Pokemon. Yeah. Because all the people don't... Re all the humans don't realize exactly what's going on. Right. But then Kyogre shows up after every after all the Pokemon are feeling better. And wrecks shit. Basically throws the big-ass sub onto the island that it's nearby. And... Then we get to see why the Phantom was so strong. Apparently he was wearing a, like, an advanced warfare, they call it a mech suit, but I, it, that's a really bad word for it. It's just like an exoskeleton on his joints. That's the word, That yeah. gives extra strength to his movements. Right. But it doesn't help because the big-ass sub crushes him. It falls right on top of him. But he held, held it for some time. He yeah. won't be defeated. Yeah. And after that we get an even worse scene than Ash being inside the tentacles. Everyone's inside the tentacles. <sighs> this includes all of Elizabeth's family, all of Ash's little group, including Pikachu. He gets his own little tentacle. And all the tentacles shoot out of the, the ocean and like coalesce around the temple, making a crown shape. So that is the sea crown. And then the temple decides to... Go back in and sink again. Yeah, let's sink it now. Yeah. And we get our heartfelt goodbye with Manaphy because legendaries can't stay. And Manaphy says, I love you, May. And then goes away. And that's pretty much the whole movie. There are a couple wrap-up things in the credits. Yeah, but... the credits have like a slideshow. Yeah. Um, I found it weird that there was no mention of Fioni in this. Didn't Fioni come after this? Like, after... I don't know, because if you breed with a Manaphy, you get a Fiona egg. So, maybe in the next movie. 
I, I doubt it because they don't usually connect things yeah, that no. well. But I just thought it was weird. Um, so that was the movie. So let's jump in. Team Rocket is still alive, though. Right. Just, yeah. Just want to make that sure because they got swept off by the ocean. There's like there's several like loose ends, but they managed to clear things that up, up like that. Like Jenny's and that come to arrest Phantom and his group at the end. Right. Uh, Team Rocket is alive inside a whale lord. Yeah. Jonah and the whale. Uh, Ash and his crew eventually do escape from the traveling uh, uh, water show. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do their walking off into the sunset scene at the very end, like always. Yep. And that's pretty much. Okay. So let's get into our favorites and least favorites. What was your favorite Pokemon for this movie, Doug? Probably yours as well. Uh, Kyogre. Yes! Kyogre! Because fucking a real legendary. Yes! I'm tired of all these terrible fakes are just terrible Pokemon. Yes. Kyogre is awesome. I mean, Manaphy is also legendary, but, you know, it's, it's the, one of the main legendaries. Yeah. It's one of the main, like, it's one of the, a trio. Yeah. Like, the bird trio, which we actually do see. Uh, we, uh, see we, we, get to, we forgot to mention that. Jack, after he makes it back, he goes about his Pokemon Ranger duties, and he eventually captures a Zapdos with his stupid pokemon styler so four times in this movie we see the styler used okay so what was your least favorite pokemon in this movie then chatot god damn it <laughs> really? mine too just I, because it's chatot well yeah that i think it's a stupid pokemon to begin with and nothing in this anime or this movie dismissed that thought did you know at one time it was banned from tournaments really why uh because of chatter because you can record whatever you want for chatter oh on the mic so yeah, that could lead to some really bad things being said. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we actually mentioned Chatot at all. Well, we, we mentioned that he had a parrot. Um, right. We, oh, we did right. yeah. discuss that. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it was, it's what you think a parrot does in a pirate movie. Yeah. It repeats. The, the best part about, about Chatot, which isn't much because it just repeats, like you said, most yeah. of the movie, is when Jack gets it to join him. Oh, right, yeah, when he steals uh, the Phantom's mini-sub. He also steals Chatot. Yeah, Chatot comes with him instead of the Phantom. Oh, I do want to mention that besides Kyogre, I really liked uh, Buizel in this movie. I thought it was a nice Pokemon, and uh, I'm not a big fan of that uh, evolutionary line, but... It's very much like a cat. Yeah. Like just how well, cat... it's a sea dog. So, yeah, uh, it, it definitely made me like this more, like that Pokemon more than... I would like it normally. That was a lot with Pokemon in these movies. Yeah, I really like that. That's why I like watching these movies. So what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene, honestly, is the one we just discussed where Fa Phantom is, is shown his, his exosuit. Right. He's getting crushed in that. Like, I honestly thought it was cool. Like, I never considered that's why he had super strength. Me either. And yeah. I've always thought things like that were really neat. I mean, it's not a big scene. It's not essentially oh, a important scene, yeah. but... It's it's a nice little uh, explanation as to why something happened. And it's reasonable, at least in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. I mean, they could have just gone in standard anime trope and have him just have super strength for no right. goddamn reason. Yeah. He is kind of thick, so he could have yeah. just been strong. How about you? My favorite scene, uh, this one actually took me a while, cause, not because I didn't like anything in this movie, but because nothing really stood out to me. But I think the, the water show in the very beginning was pretty cool. It was, it, like I, I said, it was kind of forgettable, but it, I think it was probably one of the coolest scenes. It was nice, and at least they didn't try to, like, hand-wave Pokemon magic or Pokemon tech 
at it and actually made it to Pokemon using Psychic. So I thought it was a nice little scene. What was your least favorite scene? I think we're going to share this one as well. It's probably the whole, I guess, ending finale where it's the stupid po- combination of stupid Pokemon magic and stupid Pokemon tech yep. correlating and just stupid stupidity. Pokemon, stupid Pokemon Magitech. That and anytime uh, Jack used his styler. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I could see as someone who hadn't played any of the games how that can be really, like, jarring. Like me, I'm just like, yeah, at least my arm's not freaking getting tired doing it. Well, you know I've always had a problem. But that's where the stupid Pokemon tech started having problems with me. It was yeah. stupid catch, catch ways of catch. catching Pokemon. Yeah. And this is just an extension of stupid ways of catching Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, we got rings. We got sty- fucking Beyblades. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just use a Pokeball, people. Come on, that's what they're built for. Okay. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I agree with you. Mine yeah. was the same thing. It was the tentacle slash sub scene where, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what was your overall rating of this movie? Honestly, I have to give it a great ball. Yeah. It was it was a good movie. Uh-huh. It wasn't, like you said earlier, there's nothing that stands out like as exceptional in this movie. Right. Like, it, it's bearable to watch. Yeah. It, but there's there's really nothing that wows me about it. Right. It's just very gen- not generic, just, no, no. Yeah. Silly above average, I guess. Yeah. Well, above bad. <laughs> All right. How about you? Uh, I actually gave it an Ultra Ball. I, I actually, I tr- I struggled with this for a while between Great Ball and Ultra Ball. But I think uh, I really like Jack as a character. I like his attitude, and I think he brings a lot to the movie, even though he's not in it very much. But he, he definitely has a a more positive attitude. Like, I, I can't really describe how... Like, he's just cool he's in that confidence. way. Yeah, exactly. He's very confident, and he, he's very sure of himself. And especially that scene where he jacks, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, Phantom Sub, I thought was really cool. Just just his arrogance during that scene. So I think that really that's what kind of pushed it over for me. And that is Pokemon Ranger and the... Temple of the Sea. I want to say Sea Temple, but... As far as Pokemon movies go, this was pretty good. But compared to the games, it was exceptional. Alright, so... Uh, what about the games? Uh, well, my experience with the games is probably different than some people's. Because back when I was trying to still catch all 719, or 720, depending on when you hear this, uh, Pokemon, obviously the only way to get a mana fee besides hacking was to play Pokemon Rangers. Which is obviously why this ties into the movie. And the way you get Manaphy is that you have to play through the entire game. And afterwards there's a second mission. Like a like a Delta story from Oros. Where you go save Manaphy. I don't know exactly what the mission entails. Because I bought my game new. Or I bought my game used. And you can only play through the second mission once. Like per save? No. At all. Like... Once that cartridge has gone through that that second mission, you can't get Manaphy again. So essentially it locks the rest of this, the game out once right. it's been played once. Yeah, so if you're going to buy a Pokemon Ranger game, at least the first one, you have to get it new or you're not going to get Manaphy out of it. So I had to play through that entire garbage-ass game for nothing. And 
that game gets really freaking difficult near the end when you're trying to catch freaking Entei, Suicune, and Raikou, and you're basically poking a hole through the bottom of your <laughs> DS trying to get that styler to circle that Pokemon like 30 times in like three seconds. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm pretty sure the amount of times you have to circle it is correct. Okay. That rant is done. Fuck that game. But the movie's alright. Um, if you want to share your Pokemon Ranger stories, you can hit us up at genzeropodcast at gmail.com. That's G and the number zero, podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. It's also Gen Zero Podcast. Or you can find us online at genzeropodcast.com. But until next week, see you later. Later.